0: You know, I am so stinking sick of the Big 12 in the eyes of these national media guys just becoming apparently a breeding ground for other college football head coaching jobs. It's, it's it's, really just become a joke. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. We are heading into Week 12 in the Big 12 Conference. I, I can't believe it, but that's where we're at. So, if you look at the names that are being tied to Washington, which is open, USC, LSU, a couple of names keep popping up. Dave Aranda, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, Dave Aranda. Dave Aranda, Matt Campbell. It just it doesn't end. And it's, it's really insulting to the Big 12 number one. Now, I'm not sitting here and saying that Dave Aranda may not take the LSU job if they offer him A ridiculous amount of money i'm not saying that isn't impossible all right it's probably a top 10 job in america he's got ties there dc there we all know that usc uh aranda's a southern cal guy he's got i guess he's got a brother out there so like i'm not saying this is impossible but the tipping point for me was the idea that dave campbell dave campbell matt campbell or dave aranda would have any interest in the washington job so here's what happens by the way and this is what's taking place you know the national media guys and they're all good reporters i'm not knocking them personally i'm really not although it annoys me the national media guys the the bruce feldman's of the world uh who once again i have respect for but they talk to the washington people the washington people say yeah we're targeting dave aranda and matt campbell And instead of, I mean, I guess that's news. We wrote about it. But at the same time, I'm pretty confident that I've got as good a chance of being the head coach of Washington as Matt Campbell does. And I'll knock on wood here when I say that uh, because that would just be insane to me. But it's like, that's great. I mean, why don't you try to uh, go dig up Newt Rockney while you're at it? I mean, Just just stop if you're Washington. Like, what, what are you doing? First off, what do you think you have to offer Washington? That's number one. That's the first thing I'd love to know. I, I, I just don't get these coaches. Yeah, yeah, Matt Campbell's going to leave Ames and come right over here. Guys, I don't even know if Matt Campbell's seen the Pacific Ocean. I'm sure he has, but oh, he's definitely going to come to Washington excuse me what based on what Dave Aranda okay I mean he's got ties to the west coast in California but you know if you tell me USC wants to make a run I'll buy it because it's still USC and it's Southern Cal but Washington leaving what he's got in talent rich Baylor he's got almost everything he could want for down there in Waco why why is he gonna pick up for Washington heck I'm not convinced he's gonna pick up for USC or LSU if they're off from the job so it's it's frustrating that um, instead of these national media guys like saying in a Washington uh, or whoever is leaking this stuff at some of these schools you're not gonna get Matt Campbell I mean you can put him on a wish list but you're not gonna get him. I'm not saying it's their job to necessarily say it but it's also their job from a reporting perspective to stop tying Matt Campbell to every single Power 5 job. And heck, why not just go ahead and include NAIA for Matt Campbell? Hey, Montana Western needs a new head coach. Recent report from the Athletics says they're going after Matt Campbell. Like, why not just include that? That's how ridiculous some of this stuff is starting to sound. It's it's really uh, comical. Absolutely comical at best. And it just sounds ridiculous. But here's my fear, especially with Oklahoma and Texas leaving – like the big 12 could become this breeding ground for some of these other power five jobs that open up. And I hope that that is not the case. I genuinely hope that that is not the case. The big 12 is going to be able to pay. All right. The big 12 is going to be in a situation even after OU and Texas leave where they can pay. Now there's always going to be that, that top five. All right. Michigan, Ohio state, Texas, uh, Throw in probably Alabama and Georgia, Florida, and say okay they're going to be able to pay more than everybody else for the most part. LSU. But this notion that the Big Twelve is just going to be you know a high end group of five where coaches are going to come, prove themselves, and leave. First off, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. I genuinely don't believe that. I think Luke Fickle. I believe and I hope like heck he's going to stay at Cincinnati, especially now that he knows the Big 12 is right around the corner. Midwest guy, deep roots there, six kids. I hope he stays. He'll be great to have in the Big 12 in a couple of years. But just know that these major schools in the SEC, the Big 10, and maybe to a lesser extent, the Pac-12, I mean, the Pac-12 is a joke. Who the heck wants to go to USC right now? You can't get any attention. You got LeBron James with the Lakers. You got two NFL teams now. I Like, this is not the peak. You got the Dodgers. It's not the peak Carroll time to be at USC. I mean, it's a different era. It's a different beast. You got people fleeing California left and right. The talent is not what it was at the high school level like a generation ago. Why? That's, that's not the job that it was 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago. It's just not. And I hope the national media folks realize that and, you know, back up the Big 12 a little bit here. But I'm not seeing that happening right now based on this current coaching carousel that we're seeing play out. But I had to get that one off my chest for a little bit here. You know what else I got to get off my chest? Because I'm in that kind of a mood today. Uh, (laughs) The most absurd analysis from Michael Wilbon, ESPN. You know, he's on that show Pardon the Interruption. Uh, That was a great show 15 years ago like when I was in high school that was a show where I was like I gotta watch PTI five thirty eastern time don't want to miss it these guys you can tell they haven't watched Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon haven't watched 30 seconds of Big 12 football this year outside of maybe the second half of OU Texas that's all they've watched listen to Michael Wilbon in this awful Big 12 analysis and by the way this is case in point on why this show and this outlet exists and has had such success. Here's Mike Wilbon on ESPN. Who had the worst day on Saturday, Texas or Oklahoma? Tony, I think Oklahoma because Texas is irrelevant. And their irrelevance means, eh, you know, I, I, look, the score shocks you. It does. And, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't going to check in on that, checking in on Kansas. I mean, come on with Texas. But Oklahoma, my man Caleb Williams, who I'm rooting for, and he, you know, didn't have the kind of day you should he had have. Nothing. But let me just say no. you this. Lincoln no. Riley, who's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer, stop yanking 18 and 19 and 20-year-old kids in and out of the lineup. He never should have benched uh, Rattler to start with. He should have brought Caleb in and ushered him in more slowly. And you don't yank him in a one-score game. Lincoln Riley, stop. I'm tired of hearing the praise for him. All right, his team's out of it, and I ain't blaming my man Caleb Williams. I'm blaming the head coach for being a, a, a rash dope and pushing and pulling and yanking people in and out of the game. They got yeah. what they deserve because of the head coach. The head coach who only produces Heisman winner after Heisman winner. I don't winner. care how they doing so day, far, Mike. most of them. Who have. Oh, my goodness. Sorry if you got dumber there listening to that minute clip from Mike Wilbon. ESPN's PTI. So he said that Oklahoma losing to 8 2 Baylor, who is ranked in the top 15 in the country, is a worse loss last weekend than Texas falling to Kansas. Kansas, who hasn't won a road Big 12 game in 13 years. Because supposedly Texas is irrelevant? I, what does that even mean? Texas is a 30-point favorite in this game. They have now lost five in a row for the first time since the mid-1950s. And Mike Wilbon is saying that the Oklahoma loss to Baylor was worse than the Texas loss to Kansas. And then he goes on some weird rant. He said, Caleb Williams is his man. He's rooting for him. But then he goes on to say, Lincoln Riley stopped yanking kids out of the lineup. He should have never benched Rattler. He should have brought Caleb in and ushered him in more slowly. You don't yank him in a one-score game. Uh, his team is out of it. I ain't blaming it on my man Caleb Williams. I'm blaming it on the head coach for being a rash dope. Well, if Caleb Williams is your man, then why are you upset that he benched Spencer Rattler, number one? And secondly, OU's not out of it. Oklahoma is not out of anything. I mean, I, now listen, I don't think Oklahoma's a college football playoff team. I, they're not going to win. They've got to win three games in a row here to have a chance. They've got to beat Iowa State this week and Oklahoma State and then who knows in the Big 12 title game. I I don't see Oklahoma going 3-0 the next three weeks based on what I've seen from this team. I just don't think it's a uh, top five team in the country, top four team in the country, whatever you want to call it. It's not a playoff team to me. But to say that they're out of it is just factually inaccurate. They're not out of it. They could end the season here with three really solid wins. You beat Oklahoma State twice, or you beat Oklahoma State next week, beat Iowa State this week, and beat Baylor in a rematch of the Big 12 title game. I Like, that's a solid resume. So these guys, this is why this site exists. This is why, and I want to thank you guys for this. I don't know if I've done it yet on this show. But October, we had one million page views. On HeartlandCollegeSports.com. I started this site in 2014, and if I got 10 readers in a day, I was pumped. I was excited. It's like, wow, 10 people found us. This is great. We just had a million page views on our website. And that's a testament to everyone who's helped build this site. You know, uh, I've had some of these guys, Matthew Postons and Derek Duke, have been with this site for, geez, I want to say they've both been around five years now. Just slowly grinding away, helping this thing grow, helping this thing build. And it is paying off in a way in terms of these views and the people we are reaching in a way that I just never anticipated, especially over the past really 12 months or so. 12 to 13, 14 months or so is when it's really taken off. And that's a testament to a lot of people who have put in a lot of hard work every day for a long time. And it's a testament to you. You reading our content, you subscribing to shows like this, being a part of shows like this, listening, checking out our videos, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, whatever it might be. And it's clear that you guys, there was a want for this because ESPN and those of their ilk have failed on giving decent Big 12 coverage to this league I mean they failed when that is a legitimate conversation about the Big 12 which let's be honest regularly gets no play on shows like PTI when that is a legitimate conversation on a show like PTI then the national media on the Big 12 side has failed and that's how we continue to succeed and take advantage of dopes like that as Mike Wilpon, rash dopes like Mike Wilbon, as he called Lincoln Riley there. So thank you guys for that. I'm Pete Mundo, HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Let's get to our power rankings for this week in the Big 12 Conference, all right? It's time for the power rankings as we uh, head into Week 12. Unbelievable, getting ready for Week 12. Let's start off at number one in the power rankings, and it is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Boy, this team is rolling. This is fun to watch. They smoke TCU. They've got a top three defense in America. By the way, can people start talking about this Oklahoma State defense? Top three in America behind Wisconsin and Georgia. And it's like, well, oh, yeah, they play pretty good defense in Stillwater. Do any of these people actually watch the games? Do they, I mean, I, I like – do they watch the games, or are they too busy uh, pleasuring themselves to the SEC jingle? I, I genuinely want to know. At least Kirk Herbstreet, after the college football playoff rankings came out, he said this about the Cowboys. Look out for Oklahoma State. They, they have played very good football all year. Their defense has been as good uh, as anybody's uh, around the country as far as consistency. The key there is you know, they, they play complimentary football. They play defense. It's old school. They play, uh, you know, they they run the football and they try not to turn the ball over and win with field position and defense. And Spencer Sanders, a veteran quarterback, helps him kind of have a a steady hand. When he's on and not turning it over and creating to go along with Jalen Warren running the football, they're dangerous. So they've got bedlam coming up in a couple weeks. Everyone's excited to see that game, not just because of Oklahoma, but now all focus is on Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. That's good analysis from Kirk Street. I'll give him that. That's good analysis. It'd be nice if the rest of the national media uh, talked a little bit about that as well because Oklahoma State's playing some darn good football. It's been fun to watch. Number two, the Baylor Bears up from three. Uh, Baylor, of course, beating Oklahoma. Not without some drama between Lincoln Riley and Dave Aranda. But Baylor's quickly becoming one of the best stories in college football this season. Number three, the Oklahoma Sooners in that number three spot, dropping from number two, understandably so, after uh, losing to Baylor. So you've got that playing out right now with uh, the Oklahoma Sooners at number three. Then you've got the Kansas State Wildcats at number four. K-State up from number five, and they are slowly moving up this list, Oklahoma State. Uh, excuse me, Kansas State. Kansas State is slowly moving up this list. Not a lot of people are talking about him, but they've won four in a row after beating West Virginia and they're quietly sitting there at 7 and 3. They're in a good spot. So K-State, number 4 this week. Winners of four in a row and looking at an 8 and 4 season. Number 5, Texas Tech after a big win over Iowa State. Outright win, 62-yard game-winning field goal. Tech deserving to move up four spots from number 9 at number 6. Number six, the Iowa State Cyclones. And they're now six and four. I mean, they're four and three in Big 12 play. They just lost as a double-digit favorite. Um, That's a big disappointment for a team that was very much in the Big 12 title hunt. Very much. Preseason top 10, returning 20 starters, college football playoff hopes. Not the year anybody expected. At number seven, welcome out of the basement, KU. Let's go. Rock chalk, baby. I mean, I'm genuinely happy for Kansas snapping that 13-year road conference losing streak, winning in Austin. Kudos to Lance Leipold, the staff, the players, fighting through a tough season, picking up a program-defining win uh, on the road against Texas. They're up to number seven. First time they're not number 10 in the power rankings this season. Next up, what do we got here? We've got it, number eight, TCU. They came crashing back down the earth last week with that – Lost to Oklahoma State this coming after beating Baylor the week prior. At number nine, West Virginia. Continuing the struggle. After winning two straight, Mountaineers have lost two in a row. And they have not looked good against Oklahoma State or Kansas State. So, Neil Brown's recruiting well. Not going anywhere. Stay the course. Who else are you going to hire? But they've got to start translating all this to wins in 2022. It's just got to start next year. At number 10, the Texas Longhorns. Wow. I didn't think I'd. If you told me, halftime of the Oklahoma game, Texas would lose five straight and be number 10 in your power rankings come mid November, I'd say no way. But it's well deserved. They've lost 5 0 first time since the 1950s. And then they lose to Kansas, who they were favored by more than 30 points against. It's just, it's ugly in Austin right now. There's no other way to spin it. It is ugly in Austin right now. So there are your power rankings heading into week 12 of the Big 12 football season. The latest college football playoff rankings. I touched on it a little bit there earlier. But you've got Oklahoma State at 9, Baylor at 11, Oklahoma dropping five spots to 13. This thing, I know I'm a in record when I say this. But this whole process is such a damn joke. It's a joke. Like, the committee, so the committee every week, what do they say? What does Gary Barta say? And they've been saying this for years. Every week we start from scratch. It's amazing how you guys start from scratch every week, but you end up with the same top seven teams. So you are starting from scratch based on what exactly? What are you starting from scratch based on? anybody someone help me with that I can't quite figure it out how do you have the same teams in the top seven spots if you're supposedly starting from scratch I don't buy it for a second and they've still got Oregon ahead of Ohio State three four makes sense Oregon's beating Ohio State but then Michigan over Michigan State when Michigan State beat Michigan a couple of weeks ago so does head-to-head matter or not that's I want to know whether or not head-to-head matters I also want to know if an undefeated Cincinnati team cannot get into the college football playoff with a four-team format, then blow the whole thing up and, and just, uh, frankly, don't do it this way anymore. Don't. If Cincinnati, who, you know, did everything that they could do going undefeated, if they end up winning their next three games, went on the road and beat Notre Dame, Let's not forget, by the way, end of last year in that bowl game, lost to Georgia by three points, the number one team in the country today. If that body of work, I know it's last season, but this is supposed to be the benefit of having human element in the college football playoff committee. If that is not a factor, if that does not help a team like Cincinnati undefeated get in, then this, I mean, we know it's a sham, but it is an even bigger sham than I realized. I mean, I've got ESPN guys like Joey Galloway, who's, I mean, the biggest fool they've got on that show, uh, that's that, that channel for college football. He's making the case if Alabama loses a close game to Georgia in the SEC title game, Alabama should be in with two losses. I mean, they'll have two losses to Georgia. Why do you play the games then, Joey? Why? Why bother? Why not just look at the uh, rosters, look at who's got five stars and put them in? Tell me why, Joey. Tell me why. And Oklahoma State still is not getting enough love in my book. They just aren't. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is how you join us each and every day. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you guys being here. And Don't forget, leave a rating and a review of this show on iTunes, and we've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie for you when you leave a rating and review. And send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo. That's M-U-N-D-O at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And I've got koozies with your names on them when you leave that rating and review. So do that. Send me a screenshot. And we appreciate you guys sharing this show with a buddy or five. And then they share it with five more. I mean, this show is growing. I told you about the site growth. The same thing is happening with this show. And it's not because of some fancy marketing plan. It's because of you at the grassroots level. So thank you guys for that. Thank you for being a part of this. and. Hit that subscribe button. We got our picks coming up tomorrow as well, right here on HeartlandCollegeSports.com. Take care.